On today's episode, we look at the Sharks versus the Jets. We watched West Side Story. Hello, welcome to the Flixology Podcast, a podcast that looks at all forms of media, analyze it, and dissects it, whether it be movies, television, music, and sometimes, if we feel fancy, literature. I am your host, John, and it's just me today as I look at West Side Story from last year um, for the part of the special Oscar-featured winning films from this year's Oscars for the month of April. Um, West Side Story is a 2021 American musical romantic drama directed and co-produced by the great Steven Spielberg, starring Ansel Elgort, Arena Dobosi, David Alvarez, Mike Fiast, Rita Marino, and Rachel uh, Ziegler. And this movie is in 1957. The Jets are a gang of white youths that fight the Puerto Rican sharks for control of the San Juan Hill on Manhattan's Upper East Side. And the one of the co-founders of the Jets falls in love with the sister of the sharks. And of course, all crazy romantic things happen there in between as well. Um, this movie was not... Was, was pretty good. I really didn't have a problem with this movie at all. I think I when I first heard about the remake, of course, everyone knows about the original movie and uh, the stage musical that came out in 1957. I believe the movie came out, um, the original movie came out in 1961. Um, so West Side Story has been around there. I have actually not have seen any adaptation of this until today. I started the 1961 movie. I could not finish it just because I had other things to do and I kind of just left it there for later. I never went back. This movie, it was pretty good. It is it is a Romeo and Juliet story version of 1957 Street Gangs if you wanted to look at it like that. But I thought this movie was, um, was pretty interesting. You have Ansel... Elgort, who plays the role of Tony, our main character. I thought Ansel did pretty well in this movie. Um, I know he's been in a whole tons of other things. I also know that he was a DJ at one point. Um, I know he was a really good in Baby Driver, if you have not seen that as a high recommend for me. Uh, Rachel Ziegler, I know she's done some musical theater and everything. This was her first um, movie as Maria. You know, she she was all right. She didn't blow me away or anything. I think, honestly, when they sing the song, uh, I Feel Pretty, with her singing the most of the lyrics, I thought she did, I thought she handled that very well, which is, you know, it's such an iconic song from this uh, stage play, and um, it's been used in many things. I think one of the biggest things that was used is in the movie Anger Management, where to avoid getting anger, Jack Nicholson tells Adam Sandler to sing I Feel Pretty. Um, Arena DeBosi plays... Oh, man. Uh, she plays Anita in this movie. And she was the one that won the Oscar for this role as Best Supporting Actress. And honestly, yes. She really, really deserves it. From everything from having high hopes and ambition about... America and everything to going to the to seeing the dark side and everything that happened with her and uh, her husband boyfriend 
it's really confusing because they called him kind of both in this movie, but I'm going to say boyfriend. The boyfriend of her character and what happens to him later on. Like, you just sort of see, like, why she deserves because it, it, it just shows, like, the pain stricken of what she has to go through through from having such high hopes of getting out of Puerto Rico to uh, seeing America at its worst when it comes to the, to the jets and the sharks. Um, what really surprised me about this movie is you had um, Corey Stroll in this movie. Um, he felt really out of place as the Lieutenant Shrank in this movie. He just felt like he did not belong there at all. It felt like he was waiting to, he was wanting to do this one just to see if he can get back on Law and Order LA or to try to make some form of Law and Order the new series and put him on it or something. He just felt really out of place. The cast felt wonderful. Uh, Mina Rita Monroe, who was the original Nita in the 1961, and I believe the original stage play, don't, uh, if that is incorrect, I do apologize, but she she was phenomenal as Valentina, especially when she sings her um, her musical piece at one point in the shop when after the events of the rumble happened in this movie. And she was nice as well, taking care of Angel Elgort's character, Tony. The choreography in this movie is wonderful. Um, as someone who appreciates musical theater and especially uh, choreography for anything, sometimes taking choreography from a stage musical and then putting it on film can be tricky. But with this, it, did, it wasn't like modern day chore choreography. It felt like choreography from the 1961 movie with a little bit more of modern day. So it just fit right for this type of movie that's supposed to take place in uh, 1957. Um, I really liked how the Puerto Rican characters were able to use some, some Spanish in the movie and there was no subtitles. It kind of felt really authentic to me in regards to that. And I really liked that. I know that there was um, some, I know a lot of people, um, some Latinos have been critical of the remake. Um, I think one person wrote, it's sad to realize once again, the reality that Puerto Ricans and Latinos will be reduced to made up themes and ideas taken from the playbook of what Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican and Latino are to white immigration. Because what's certain is that nowadays Hollywood is whiter, even more exclusionary than ever. I don't really have a right to say what the roles of the Puerto Ricans and Latinos in this movie if they were represented correctly. I know in CODA, I really felt like the deaf, the uh, people who are deaf and everything, they, their community was represented very well in my last Saturday uh, review. But, you know, when I try to watch something like that, I sort of just tune out and just enjoy the movie. And I really did enjoy this one. Um, I was very surprised, though, because... I did not realize how much uh, awards this movie was nominated for, um, along with um, Best Supporting Actress, which is what... Um, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Uh, Arena DeBose won for. It was also... Uh, had seven nominations, including Best Picture. 
and received four nominations at the Golden Globes for Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy, Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy for, for Miss Zegler, and Best Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture for Miss um, Bozzi as well. Um, if I will say this. If you're a fan of the original and you like musicals in general, you're going to like this one. That's for sure. It kind of felt like Singing in the Rain vibes, which, if anyone knows me, that's one of my favorite musicals of all time, outside of Blame is Raw. But um, I'm going to give this movie a little a little recommend. I mean, I enjoyed it. Everything felt good. There were some miscasting, I personally feel like, in this movie. But all in all, I feel like in that time period and the dressing and, and like how the costumes in general, how they were done, I felt like it was spot on. So, as of course, <clears throat> April is not here to play our game today, so I'm going to go over the numbers in general. This movie was made on a $100 million budget, but at the box office, it only made $75.7 million. Now, keep in mind, this movie came out in, um, let's see, in December, that is correct. I wanted to double check myself. And um, this was right around the times where movie theaters were slowly letting people back in from COVID-19 and everything. So it kind of does reflect on the box office, but I think this was, I think this movie should have made more personally, COVID or not. Um, as of right now, this movie does have a 91 on Rotten Tomatoes with the constituents reading, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story presents a new look at the classical musical that lives up to its beloved forebear and in some respects might even surpass it. Now, personally, I can't say that because I have not seen the 1961 or I have not actually seen it on stage. Now, sometimes I know people say that the stage adaptation of something, um, in fact, I even said it um, in our once review for last month's in, of our Luck of the Irish month in March, I thought I saw, I've seen once the movie and I saw the musical adaptation on stage and I think the stage adaptation is better any day of the week. That is just my personal opinion, especially how they're actually playing real instruments on stage and they're actually trying to not use the orchestra such as much. And you felt like that. I think with this, I think I would love to see it one day on stage. But will I probably go out of my way to see it? I I don't know. I would have to be presented that opportunity. But I think that's going to wrap up today's episode. As always, thank you very much for listening. If you liked our show, please uh, leave us a review and subscribe for more content coming up. Um, we do have some more TV shows coming up on Wednesdays this month. I know this upcoming Wednesday we are doing Gilmore Girls. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel about that. But I know that there are some Gilmore Girl fans, and I'm sure we're going to have a lot to talk about when we do that episode. And next week, uh, next Saturday, uh, let's see, which will be uh, April the 16th. Yep, April the 16th. I will be doing another Oscar-winning uh, film for Best Actress, and I will be doing The Eyes of Tammy Faye. If you have not seen that, I hope you do, and if you ha and you're still on the fence about it, give this give that episode a listen. I'll have a lot to talk about it. But until this Wednesday with Gilmore Girls, this has been the Flixology Podcast. I'm your host, John. Take it easy.